This program is sponsored by Cynthia McIntosh. My name is Cynthia McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth broadcast. On today, I want to first say thank you for tuning in to this program. And I know many of you have been listening for a long time, and I feel like I haven't said thank you enough for listening to what I feel God has given me to share my desire as a teacher of his word and his voice into your heart will make your life better and better and better. And when I say better, I'm talking of better in terms of our understanding of, of what God is doing and saying into our life. Sometimes we need a confirmation. Sometimes we need to know why God doesn't end the battle, but he takes us through the battle for growing up purposes. He keeps us going so we can keep growing. He doesn't end it, but it is the beginning of God's preparation for our time off this earth. Dear hearts, the only thing that we will take with us when we die, it won't be our home, it won't be our cars, it won't be our family, it won't be our friends, but it will be our character. It will be the matured saints that has gone through the fire of sanctification and purification. And difficult times purify us. It takes us to a new level of life. And sometimes we, we got to get into it and get through it. And God won't stop it based on our schedule. He won't stop the pain because he wants you to have the gain. He wants you to live a life that pleases him and doesn't please your flesh. Our flesh is a big challenge in the world we live in now. But the good news is that when we leave this earth, it doeth not appear what we shall be. But when Jesus does appear, we shall be like him. Yes, from head to toe with the new body. And until that time, we thank God for the word and for your receiving ministry from this radio program. Today I want to share with you a request from the Lord. And it's simply this, I want you to be my true worshiper. I want you to give me something that I'm seeking for. Every day you awaken, I'm, I'm, I'm checking to see if you've checked in as my true worshiper. I talked today, dear hearts, about the true worshiper that Jesus talked about in John chapter 4, verse 23, where Jesus says, But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit. And in truth. That text that I just read says that you are qualified to be a true worshiper of the Lord. When you have been born again. When you get that new spirit. Yes, God wants to give you a new spirit. 
and then put you into the hands of the Holy Spirit to guide you in worshiping him. So let me talk more about what it takes to be a true worshiper. It's having a life with the Holy Spirit. And I take this theme today from Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. You see in this, these two scriptures, the main focus, part of the focus is telling us that God has given us the Holy Spirit. To help us to worship him. It's, it's a gift. And, and we need it. Why? Because there is something that we battle with every day. Every second of our lives. The influence of the flesh over the spiritual callings in our spirit. I'll say that again. There is a battle. And, I, and, I, and I'm emphasizing this for us to not to feel like any one of us. Are not alone. You are not alone with your challenges and temptations of the flesh. We all battle it. We will battle it to the day we die. It will not die. But the one thing that will live to help us overcome the flesh is our life in the spirit. And one of the things God has called us to do to worship him in the spirit in Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, that word spirit is with a capital S. And that means that the Holy Spirit that he has sent to be the presence of Christ in our life is there to help us to live a life of worship unto the Lord. Now, this text uh, doesn't go into what worship is, but I want to take us deeper into some thought to, to just stimulate your thinking about worship because worship is a very personal thing. Worshiping the Lord is not necessarily being with your prayer partner or at the church service where we listen to somebody worship the Lord, where they sing or play their instrument. Or, but it's about you personally. True worshipers are intimate worshipers where you have intimate connection with God. Can you do that at church? That's okay. Can you do it in your prayer closet? Yes, that's okay. If you're like me, can you do it on your knees in your backyard? Yes, I can. I have. Sometimes I'm on the, on the airplane and I take some time to worship the Lord. A true worshiper. Is not connected to location. But they are connected to the connection to God. True worshipers are not connected to situation and circumstances. They do not let the circumstance weaken their amount of worship unto the Lord. I'm, dear hearts, I'm talking about a true worshiper. Who don't walk in the flesh but walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, you could care less what's happening in the flesh. 
remember some years ago when I had to have major surgery. It was difficult. And my flesh wanted to complain. But God said, worship me. I'm still your God. I'm still here with you. I have not forsaken you because the doctor has to cut you open and get that stuff out of you. But I need you to talk to me, Cynthia. Talk to me while you're being prepared to get on that, 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 under that anesthesia and under the knife of the surgeon. And I know you don't want to be there, but worship me. I cannot not not have your worship during this moment. And, and that's what a true worshiper is. They don't let their situation and a place or thing stop them from worshiping the God. But it takes the help of the Holy Spirit. We need a help. You see, our life in the, with the Holy Spirit is like being with the tour guide who teaches you about the person and place or things that you're experiencing. Worship through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit help it, helps you to silence your flesh and replace it with your spiritual connection with God. Dear hearts, the connection with the Holy Spirit comes as soon as we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I love this truth because oftentimes people find awkward times to accept Christ. Sometimes it may be listening to somebody teaching on the radio, maybe watching somebody on television. That, that, that time does not stop what God does inside of you. For he connects with you and adds to you the Holy Spirit. You see this truth in Ezekiel 36, 26 through 28. I call it God's definition of being born again. It's, it's, it's what theologians call regeneration, spiritual regeneration. This is what the eagle eye prophet saw. He said, from God's heart to ours, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit, spirit with a capital S, within you and cause you. Calls you to walk in my statues and you will keep my judgments and do them. The scripture says when we come to Christ, we're born again, a new spirit and a new heart. Something is given to us to talk to us and bother us every day. He's trying to cause you to do something. He's like a parent. Parents who love their children never give up teaching their children how to grow up and get out of their homes, how to mature. And that's how the Holy Spirit is. As long as you accept Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit will keep talking to you. And even when you leave God, the Holy Spirit will start again his call to pull you out of a life of sin and separation from Jesus to a life that's connected to Christ so you can be with Christ eternally. But one of the things the Holy Spirit will do if we remain connected to Jesus is to teach us how to worship the Lord. Now for ending this session, I want to talk about what does it mean to worship the Lord? Dear hearts, it is the act of giving up your own glory to make sure everyone knows that the thing being worshipped is, is awesome. It means to, to, to put it more succinctly, worship is bowing down to lift up. Bowing down to lift up. 
Worship is declaring the greatness of someone or something. And God told me to tell you today that every word spoken, every moment taken to declare his greatness from your heart to his, from your lips to his, from your fingers on that instrument to his, pleases him. God loves what I call personal worship. Now when somebody is worshiping the Lord and you're watching them, but you yourself, despite the situation, despite the place, despite the season of life, despite the moment, continues to worship the Lord. If you're going through a divorce, he still wants you to worship him. If you're going through major illness, he still wants you to worship him. If you're going through the loss of a job, he still wants you to worship him. If you're going through having to live with a child that refuses to give their life to God, he still wants you to worship him. He wants you to worship your hearts. Uh, worship is something that has been talked about from the Old Testament to the New Testament. This first time it appears is when God told his servants he would go worship on the mountain with God. That word means to bow down. Dear hearts, he wants you. I've got to go. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you all next week.